Hello and welcome to another episode of On the Floor with Wayne and Rob. I'm Wayne Highlander, National Sales Manager for Bone Adhesives. Now I'm Rob Johnson from Bone Training. How we doing, Rob? Pretty good, Wayne. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Good to see you again. Boy, uh, a lot of feedback from the tough guy episode. A lot yeah, of we... feedback from that. We're getting, getting a lot of great emails, and uh, this is just what I was hoping for. Everybody just throwing their tough guy at us. Yeah, we screwed, the pooch. we screwed the pooch on that one. Well, we that I don't think young. I don't think we screwed the pooch. We can only do five, you know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. We can only do five. I even got an email from Bill Price. Uh, he he's got a big issue with you not thinking Robert Shaw was a tough guy. I still don't no. But but don't get me wrong. I know Billy Price is a is, is an authority on tough guys. Eh. But. Um, <laughs> We did leave out Chuck Norris, which that was a really an oversight, man. That was a, that was a, and yeah, that was a mistake. Someone called us on that and deservedly so. And, Somebody uh, did Claude, call us Claude, on, on Chuck Norris. Yep. Claude Van uh, we've Dan. had a bunch of, we've had a few calls. I feel like, I feel like we would have been okay if your list was any good. Well, of course you know, that's if, sweet. If, yeah. That's... If, if you would have came through on your side. I, I think we would have had it covered. I can't believe you're not a golfer. No, I hate golf. Not a I can't believe you ever played on a team sport. You're you're clueless on how to play in a team. Clueless. <laughs> oh, golf. Okay. Well, hey, you know what? Wait a minute. No, that explains the whole fishing alone type thing. Well, that might be true, yes. Uh-huh. All right. We are going to talk today about removing a hair from a finish. Everybody's had to do it at one time. And, and you know, even before it gets to that point, Rob, we've all been there on a job site, and it's kind of a life-defining moment. When you're coating the floor and you're, you're working your way back out, and way up ahead, about 20 feet out or 15 feet out, you see a hair. And, you know, the finish is drying, but you see the hair, it's kind of a life life defining moment, right? As I said, I mean, it's it's a, it's a it's like a a life and death. I mean, what do you do? I mean, you got a split second second to think about it. Is the finish too dry to go out and get it, or do I just make a break for it and try to get the hair out and coat my way back out? I mean, it's like it's like you know the Marines don't leave a fallen comrade uh, out there, right? You know, but do I do you risk going out and get the comrade and probably get shot, or you you just you know? just does not do it. I think, I think going out and getting that hair in the middle of a, of a coat that's already wet is a scary proposition. And there's, there's no, a time. If it's, 15, if it's 15. Yeah. Matt, maybe, you know, 20 feet though. You, you're not good. You, yeah. You know, that's there, a minefield. That's like going through yeah. a minefield. Yeah. I like it if you're if you're on a job with like two or three guys and 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 the guy sees one especially like twenty feet out, when he when he makes that decision to go out and get that hair, the rest of the dudes are like dead quiet, man. I mean, like dudes are taking their hats off and clutching them to their chest. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, then usually you got the cheerleader guy that goes, "Come on, man, you you got it, man, you got this, man. I'll, I'll buy you lunch if you can get this." But that's a tough call, man. Um. 
And the dude that gets the hair, like if you're the guy that goes out there and you get the hair successfully and you bring it back, like, you know, that's like a trophy. Like you bring in, you know, you bring in that little six inch hair back, man, that could have cost you from getting that check. I mean, he's the man now. When it comes yeah. to the end of the day yeah. and you're, you know, when everybody else is cleaning up all the tools, he's sitting on the side of the van with his T-bar clutched in his hand. You know what I mean? And, it, and it, no, one, no one bothers him about cleaning up now. You're the guy now. Everybody else will clean up. And no one ever gives you any hassle about it. And I've seen where guys like go to grab, you know, the, everything else in the truck with the guy's T-bar. And he goes, let me, let me get a T-bar for you. And he's still got a, like a death grip on the T-bar. He won't let it go. You know what I mean? Like the fog of war, you know? Or sometimes you see that the floor is already, you know, it's like skinned over. It's too, it's, it's, it's hopeless to go after that hair. You know, it's not, it, it, it's not where you can, you can coat your way out. It's too late. And yet he, he goes out after it anyhow, like he's lost his mind. You know what I mean? Where it would have been better to come back tomorrow, but, but the pressure somehow got to his head and he goes out there anyhow. And everybody's like, ah, oh, oh, what's he doing? Oh, why'd you do that? You ruined it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's just good, great way to kill a job. So there's a time and a place to remove did it, a hair. Did it happen a lot to you, the hair thing? I remember one hair in particular that I will never forget. I, there's two, there are two instances I'll never forget with, with, with debris. Did a job in San Francisco, and at the time I was still a carpenter. I was like wanting to do floors, but I was still a carpenter, and I was, you know, my father-in-law was working for him as a carpenter, and I, you know, I, I didn't know if I was going to make the break because I had great benefits in my job. Judy was going to school, and should I do it? So I was doing, I, I was doing it on the weekends just because I loved it more than anything. And I went there to get paid on a Sunday, and I walked in. I was so proud. The floor looked uh, sensational. I mean, sensational. And the guy was paying me cash. Like he was at $100 bills. He was, he was, you know, counting them out. And as I looked around, I couldn't believe my eyes, Rob. I seen a hair that was like eight feet long. <laughs> I mean, it was coiled up on top of each other, under each other. And I was right in the middle of the living room. And I could not believe my, I, I could not believe my eyes that A, I never saw it. And B, it was just blaring there, staring at me. And while this guy is counting the money, you know, and it was that one of those jobs we always say, no, we don't move furniture back. You know, that's, that's you know, liability insurance, blah, blah, blah. We don't move furniture back. And I was like, you know, we're here right now, you know, my brother and I. So if you want us to move furniture back, my brother's looking at me like, what the hell are you doing, man? We don't move furniture. I go, you know, John, we're here. Why don't we just give the guy help and move the carpet back and his, the area rugs and stuff like that? I couldn't get that hair covered up fast enough. And the second he one, didn't see it. I, huh? He, didn't he never see saw it. it. No, and the rug went over it. But the problem, but if he would have saw it at that point, I, I can't believe the size of that hair, Rob. And another one wasn't well, a hair, it was one it was of the a, one of the worst hair ones, hair ones I ever had was right here. Right here in my own home. No. I yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. Pauline one day is taking pictures of my feet. And I go, I'm uh, sorry, what she was what? She's taking pictures of my feet. I'm watching a game and she comes out. I'm sitting in my chair. She's taking a picture of my feet. I go, what, what are you doing? She goes, oh, you're this hot shot floor guy, you know, training people. I'm going to show everybody how bad our floors look. I was like, yeah. All right. You know. Wow. Co cobbler's kid, right? Had no yep. shoes. Mm -hmm. So I did my floors. And no floor guy wants to do his own floors. I'm surprised you're doing your own floor. There's no money in it. Yeah, I did them. They're done. But yeah. <laughs> no money in it.
Not a penny. So a couple weeks go by, maybe a week, I don't know. I come home from work, and she's like, uh, I need to talk to you. And I was like, oh, uh, okay. She said, uh, come over here. And it was right in doorway of a bedroom or something. She goes, there's a hair. There's oh a hair right there in the finish. Oh. And man, oh man. I mean, I love her more than marriage anything. But, That's marriage counseling. Are Really? Yeah. I did this one for free for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and you're going to talk about a hair. Then, of course, you know, I took off my hat. And, I, you know, I'm kind of pointing to my head. I'm like, um, you know, between the bald head and being electrocuted at the uh, the Air Force base, I have no hair on my legs or arms, barely. It never yeah. grew back after I was electrocuted. So I, it's not my hair. No. Yeah. Yeah. She, and that, you know, and I said, oh, I'm sorry. You know, I'll, I'll take care of that. And, of course, her and the girls, their hair is, you know, down past their shoulders. Yeah. You can't take that. And back. then she says another thing, you know, I see, uh, you know, around three wow. 30 when the sun comes in no way. and it hits the floor and I'm laying on the couch. And if I look just right, I can see these swirl marks in the floor. And now I'm thinking, you know, I'm, I got the Rolodex going in my head. Like, you know, got I know I've seen some divorce lawyers on TV and everything because yeah. Yeah. This isn't going to end well. Now I'm explaining to her about, you know, just don't touch the hair. It'll walk off. All right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the repair sometimes going to look worse than the hair. Just yeah. it'll go away, especially in a doorway. Just don't touch it. And I said, uh, and, you know, I have to buff the floor in between coats. And sometimes you, I said, if you look at a new car, you're going to see swarm marks from the paint job and a brand new car when you catch it right and and what in the hell are you doing laying on the couch at 3 30 in the afternoon you couldn't you can't be doing laundry or cleaning the house or making supper or something like that you have to tell me she goes oh i i just love laying down on the couch around 3 30 and the the sun comes in and hits my face and she had the biggest smile on her face just talking about that so i i let it all go but my own wife, my own, yeah, it's not my flesh and blood, but you know, partner right. for life. I'd rather my wife des- out in the finish. I'd, I'd rather my wife describe how good looking the neighbor is <laughs> than tell me I got to hear my finish, man. How, how muscular the guy is next door and how well built he is than actually say I got to hear my finish. All right, good. I, you, I, I'm you know? glad that I wasn't making too big a deal. I, no, not enough. Huge. Yeah. You could have milked that for a week of, of making her feel guilty about that. All right. What do you do? What do you do when you got a hair in the finish? By the way, when I say you go out there and get that hair, uh, not a bad idea to have a pair of alibi shoes out in the van um, with a completely different grain pattern than the shoes that you have. Again, blame it on the painter. You know, look at my shoes and look at look at the the shoe prints on them on that floor. That's not us. That's not me. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, I don't know who would do that, but you know, a pair of alibi shoes in the van is not a bad idea. All right. 
I was wondering what you meant by alibi shoes. Now I get okay. That's really yeah. good. I'm like I like that one. Perfect. So Rob, you got you got to stay one step ahead. All right. So how do you how do you remove a, a, a hair from a coat and finish? All right. And make sure first of all, I think the number one rule is you got to make sure that floor is dry, and um, before you try to remove a hair out of the finish, because there's nothing worse than having a hair. And the finish is, is really, it's really not kind of dried yet. And you remove it and then you try to remove it. And then you're, you're, you're tearing into the finish. Now we always talk about on a repair and don't make a one board repair into a three or four board repair. Mm -hmm. Don't take a small, small little issue like that and make it bigger because you're starting to now tear into the finish and it's too dry. I, I mean, I can't, you know, we talk about doing repairs and one of the most important tools you can bring with you is patience. You got to know when to, 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 that you have to, you know, really be patient. You, you know, there's times you got to go, but there's times you got to be patient. Make sure that that hair is dry. And so that to me is the number one rule uh, when doing a, when doing a, a repair. Um, it's not that, I'm not talking about doing repairs, but. That is one of the expectations that I used to set with all of my homeowners. Okay. I used to say it to everybody. It's like, listen, this is a site finished job. Okay. And we were clean. So I never felt bad about really saying this. And I would say, you might find a hair or two. You might find a bubble or a little bit of roughness. Okay. Do not worry about it. I said, if it's really bad, we'll take care of it. I said, 99% of that stuff walks off, okay? You'll live that right off. You won't even see it. And then I used to give everybody the line, whatever you do, do not put a buffing pad on this. And I don't know how many people go, oh, okay, yeah, I won't. I, like I like won't, otherwise I, they would have. Right, like they would run out and buy a red pad, right? Like, whatever you do, do not put a buffing pad on this. So I had that in their head that the uh, last thing we want to do is put a buffing pad on this yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All we of that may, will walk up. Yeah. We may or may not take food out of the pantry, you know, <laughs> setting the expectations. Did you add that one to the list? <laughs> All right. All right, what what would be your uh, what? Give me uh, with the number two. You want me to read down a list? You want to read down a list or what? Oh, now is a good time to have that repair kit we spoke about. Yep. You got to break it out. The moving blanket. You got to have that repair kit because now everything. It just makes your life so much easier, not to have to go digging around for everything. I think. It's all ready to go. The finish repair kit, we had talked about that in the last show. The moving blanket, finish repair kit, grab it, and and is that going to ever make your life easier? Yeah, and before I even get down on the floor to feel the, the hair in the finish, Rob, what I like to do is, is stand back and look at it from several different angles. If the homeowner is there talking to me about the, the, the hair, I'll circle the hair, look at it from all different angles. And then I'll get down on one knee and I'll feel it with one hand. While I'm staring in their general direction, I'll close my eyes. And I'll say, you know what, this is, this is actually great news. It's a stage one hair. As if there was such a thing as a stage one. It's not penetrated into the last coat. You see, and, that's, that's right up there with my, hey, whatever you do, do not yeah. buff this thing. 
Right? Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. right up there with that. Yeah. My my uncle was the the best in the world at this. If if they if the homeowner said, you know what, the floor looks a little too shiny to me, he go, I'm so glad to hear you say that, because it's going to tone down. We couldn't stop it if we wanted to. And I and, and when I was impressed, I looked at him like, damn, oh, that's cool. And not knowing that, you know, maybe not. Um, or if it was if they go, you know what, it, I was hoping it was going to be shinier. You know, I was hoping you'd say that, because when you start walking this finish and sheening it up you know you're going to be in great shape and um anyhow i had to relearn the trade let's just say in some aspects but anyhow I, you um, know listen that i we need to get guys sending in their little uh their little stories that they tell people because i've heard a bunch at the schools and what you know a, qu a customer will ask well, what are those holes and oh those are uh, powder puff beetle holes or i mean this one guy was going off he had no idea what he was talking about he didn't fill the holes but he was calling them powder puff beetles and, you, and you're infested with them you, you i'm not your issue here you need to call an exterminator and this guy you know the funny part was he was almost believing in himself you know yeah and we got to do a podcast just on on floor guy stories. Share your stories that you tell the homeowner. But the, your, the your red buffing pad story. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the goal is to kill it, to do a great job, and and make sure you you know you do everything you know and knock it out of the park. But you're going to have an issue once in a while, and and uh, and a hair in the finish is uh, one that can be taken care of pretty easily or it can make things a little bit bigger than they need to be. So I was say, a big one. Even when it, even with Pauline, my big one was it will walk off. And well, it got to a point where I truly believe that hairs will walk off of the floor. Absolutely. Well, there, there's no question in time. So if you look at a floor uh, a year down the road after there's a hair in the finish or something like that. And truthfully, I mean, usually, you know, Things change. And here's the other thing, too. Life moves on. Things change. Maybe the sheen tones down a little bit. Now you've got the, the drapes and the taking up some of that uh, shine on the, the sheen on the floor. You've got the furniture in there and all these different things. And and uh, it, it truly is by the time you, you know, a year down the road, usually, usually, unless it's something glaring, no pun intended, uh, they, they dissipate somewhat for sure. All right. You know the scary part, though, about nowadays? what guys are going through. I think, I think some guys, you, I mean, you know, you and I have been out of the real game for a while and no matter what you say, you know, somebody's going to Google that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Somebody, yeah. everybody's a, you know, I talk to these homeowners online, man. I mean, uh, you know, on the tech line and yeah, um, they're quite insane. I used to have a cousin that looked like a professional baseball player. I mean, like a like a guy who was a professional baseball player. I don't know the guy's name. I'm not a big, big into baseball, but like we go to different ballparks watching it, and he would tell people that he was that guy, and people would believe him. And it was funny as hell because you know, I mean, he, and he just looked apart, man, and he knew baseball like nobody knew baseball. And it was always cracked me up. Always listened to him, but you can't do that nowadays because everybody go, oh, uh, they Google it and they, yeah, no, it's not you, man. You know, so it's so funny you said that. I said that to my brother one day. I go, look, 
I want to bring you to a baseball card show and we're going to charge for Kent Herbeck autographs and you're going to be Kent Herbeck. Yeah. I said, you look exactly like Kent Herbeck. It's amazing. And he really does. And it's funny you said that because I said to him, we can make a fortune. Kent Herbeck is over Minnesota. We're here in New York. Who's going to know? 20 bucks a pop. Hey, everybody, meet Kent Herbeck, the big home run hitter, right? Hey, he's a little older. Well, you know, he wouldn't go you know, for you it. Could, he could have made it more Kent Herbeck. You could take it to another level because there's actually people who have absolutely destroyed people's lives by buying cars on, you know, on credit and renting big homes in Las Vegas and because they look exactly like certain movie stars or actors or performers. So, all right. So Rob, we got the movie. Uh, you know what? I'll tell you what. Another crazy one that uh, we we have it at all the schools. Actually, we uh, we give them away at some of the schools if we have enough of them. Is uh, a nip file. Yeah, I wish I had had a nip file when I was a contractor. I knew about them. I mean, they were they have to be around forever. Nip files, yeah. but man, oh man, what a nice little nifty tool that is. Every, every guy going for his final check should have a nib file in his pocket. Yep. And when you walk through the door, even if they don't say anything, even if they say the job is perfect, you bend down and take something out with that nib file, even if it's not there. Just take it out. And, oh, what are you doing? Ah, there's a little, I saw something there. I wanted to take care of that for you. Yeah. No charge. Nib no file spilled. N is N is in Nancy, I B is in boy. Uh, comes out of the automotive industry. Uh, I agree, and also uh, a really good uh, uh, razor knife. And uh, I, I, a lot of times you can take the blade out and and just scrape it from the top. Start from the top and just slowly. Again, I keep talking about patience because it's so important. Is really start from the top and work your way down with that razor knife. And sometimes you can really just dial it down right to the to the uh, to the the the, the, the finish and have really very little issue with it whatsoever. So having a, having a nice uh, sharp razor, it goes a long way. Um, Did you ever try that plane? The plane yeah. from the Mohawk repair kit? How would that yes. work? That's, that works really nice. That's that, that Mohawk repair kit in general, is, we talked about that before, for doing yeah. repairs and stuff like that. Those, uh, those wax kits and everything do a fantastic job, man. But sanding. You know, obviously start with the least aggressive grit first, uh, which to me is a conditioning pad. And don't use your fingertips, right? Because with fingertips, you can create valleys and ridges and stuff like that, uh, even though they're microscopic. I mean, everything matters, especially if now all eyes are on this one spot. Uh, so sand with the palm of your hand and uh, vacuum it. And then I, I like to wet it if I think I got it. If I think I've got everything uh, taken care of. I like to tack it and wet it and stand back and look at it from different angles. Um, Having a heat gun, it can be huge if you're putting multiple coats on. Uh, we know blue tape and um, and different scenes of finish. But Rob, what blue what blue tape do you use? Orange core. Yeah, is it 2080 or 3M? I can't I remember if it is or not. I think I it think is, it's but it's the it's well, the. Uh, there's tape. even a better one out now, a low a low, low adhesive tack. tape, low tack. Yeah, and I, I'm not sure what that one is, but I. You know, we still don't recommend tape on the floor for a long extended period of time, but 
that new uh, bum was telling me about it. He uses that that low adhesive well, tape. When you're removing it's a, the it's tape, it's a blue tape. Okay. When you're removing the tape, how do you remove it off the floor? If it's been down for a while, if it's something that I didn't do, I'm using a hair dryer or a heat gun. I'm warming it up just a little bit before I pull yeah. tape. Um, we learned that in the sport ESPN. I think I even told the story, but ESPN was running around laying ESPN logos down before they could, you know, do everything virtual, you know, and they would lay their sticker on the floor, the ESPN sticker on the floor and the adhesive that these guys were using it. I mean, this was like, it was like duct tape hmm. and they would start yanking these, these things off and just ripping shredding it finished to shreds now you get into a, some of these old college floors you know they haven't been sanded in 15 or 20 years even you know even the, some of the big schools they like that patina you know they like that so now when you have you have tons and tons of layer, lots of layers of finish further you get away from the wood the easier things are going to start to peel off so we kind of figured out one day, pulling these things off, heating them up, pulling them off, and wow, what a difference that made. Now we're just clean off the residue and not harming the finish. So heat is definitely your friend when it comes to uh, anything. You know, if a kid kid's putting bumper stickers on his floor in the house or, you know, whatever, you've seen it all, right? You've seen everything that people do to these floors. But yep. heat, when you're removing things like that, can't stay. It can't say enough how easy that will make your life. Yeah, and um, you know, pulling off low in a 45 degree angle to the floor, and if you do see that you're starting to starting to like maybe move the finish, then yeah, get out that heat gun and heat that it up and then adhesive some elasticity in that tape or whatever and releases it. Uh, and and the, and the other side of that, Rob, especially you being in the paint world, when you want to Tape something off with paint. What do you do? When I want to, when you want to really get off. that tape, you want to really get that tape down good, so it's not going to bleed through. Is there any trick, ticks, trip, tip, tips, or ticks or tricks that you use for that? You know, sometimes the bleed through is from the sand job. We've seen that where they skip grits, and no matter how smooth you make it. The contours of the finish sometimes will follow that with yeah. some of the paints and, and bleeding. But to really the the whole trick with that is to um get it down as clean as possible. Smooth the floor off. 320 maroon pads are definitely the way to go for me. Okay. They're just so put such a nice fine, but you get lots of scratches. Not the depth yeah. of the scratch, but how many scratches we're putting in the floor. That's what's going to make things stick and not giving that any. But the other thing is to clean that floor as much as possible. You know, another thing that we found, I mean, no, this isn't talking about. Um, but since we're talking about getting the tape down and. Uh, but you were talking about doing border work with just the stain mm -hmm. and water popping. Yeah. yeah. We got it. We found a great trick for that. People are always afraid. Oh, if I do that, that water is going to bleed under the tape and everything's going to look terrible when you're doing that border. 
But we found if you get that floor really smooth, really clean, and lay that tape, add a little piece of paper behind the tape. And everything you do, whether you're staining or water popping, you pull off of the paper onto the floor. Never floor to tape. Always yep. off of the paper, off of the and onto the floor from that. And you will have the most crisp lines you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. For stain and water popping. Another thing you can do too, Rob, is you can take a spoon uh, and really heat that tape up when you're putting it down or, uh, or use your, your, your thumb and just really rub that really hard um, and get that as heated up when you're laying the tape down and it'll leave you a nice real crisp line as well. Um, that, and you'll get a lot less bleed through by doing that. Uh, I learned that in NWFA expert school. We did a lot of uh, fancy layout and stuff like that with uh, different designs and stuff. Works really well. All right, Rob. So what? So uh, I talked about um, uh, nib file, sanding before they see a heat gun, blue tape, and different sheen, different scenes of finish. Even if you know what you know what finish it was down there before, um, and it may have been a satin or semi or whatever, I still like to have every sheen in the in the, with me that I can, uh, just in case I need to sheen it up a little bit or sheen it back down a little bit. I'm trying to think of uh, of what would you be doing at an expert school? I'm trying to think of something smart ass to say there. Well, it reminds me when I was an apprentice carpenter. And it was one of my first days with this carpenter who was a stud. As I turned out, he was the guy, man. He was like the lead alpha dog on the job. And um, I was starting out and I just had my tools. And I was anxious, you know, to, to, you know, prove my worth and what have you. And uh, I said, Don, what do you want me to do? He goes, listen, kid, every once in a while, I'm going to have to have you pull the shorts out of my ass. Other than that, just stay out of my way. So. <laughs> yeah. You attended the expert school. Were, were you delivering wood or? Yeah, uh, pretty much. Yeah. I was delivering yeah. wood. Yeah. I was delivering wood on the floor. You were delivering the wood, right? Yeah, that's right. All right. Uh, now, here's another tip for you, Rob. If the homeowner's there and you're starting to, you know, you're starting to do the repair, now's the time to tell like some random tragic story about death and mortality and sickness and other worldly problems. You just want to kind of float it out there that, you know, it's it's not the end of the world here, right? You know, it's just, uh, you know, you're kind of setting the stage. You know, we talk about that. You know, if it doesn't match exactly perfectly, it's, a, you know, like you can point out their kid has flaws, right? But you love the kid. You know what I mean? Is that your kid there? He's a little bit goofy looking, but you love him. So, I mean, not everything. You just kind of set the stage a little bit, you know? It may not be exactly perfect. When, oh, this is so good. When water-based finish first came out, the first time that I ever saw water-based finish was 1978. Um, they made water-based finish. We used to use two coats of lacquer approach finish on the approaches in a bowling alley but they put something in it to make it kind of slippery right you know when you're yeah. delivering the ball you do that final slide right well nobody had ever seen water-based finish before ever i mean this was it this was the very first well as soon as we were done and it was maple as soon as we're done we're we're feeling the floor like 
this is the roughest floor I've ever felt in my life. I'm you got to remember this was a 78. We were finishing yeah. everything with grit screens, right? So it was an 80 grit screen finish, put water base on that. You could not imagine how rough this floor was. And the sales guy said to us, look, whatever you do. And I swear to you, he said this to me, he goes, whatever you do, don't buff it. It'll make it way too slippery. Just leave it alone. <laughs> he was, I swear to you, he was absolutely right. He was wow. absolutely right. It, as soon as they started using it and sliding, it smoothed right out and everything. So that was it. That was, you know, I should have got that as a tattoo. Nice. That became my calling. Yep. All right. So what 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 else now, Rob? We got to put the finish on now. Any any suggestions about the finish? Uh, yeah, stay away from a foam brush. I foam brushes to me are. I don't know where you would use a foam brush. I really don't. Yeah. Cut a trim pad. Cut a T bar. Cut something. Use the exact thing. Whatever you put your final coat on, that's what I'm applying my finish with. Yep. I want the same exact footprint. Those foam brushes, I look at the, you know, there's bins of them at Home Depot. I'm like, who's using these things? Because they don't apply anything. All they do is squeegee stuff. Yeah. It's like a very soft squeegee. So that's well, the thing that I would always do no matter what. If it was a roller, I used a roller. If it was a T-bar, trim pad, whatever, that's exactly what I would use to do my my repairs with so I'll, I'll tell you a little secret about applicators never trust them and i don't care what the applicator is if, if you ever buy a brand new brush and put it in a, in a bucket of water run 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 water over it and, it and i'm talking about a good high quality brush and take a, a brush comb you know what i mean they make combs for brushing for for yes. uh, they make brushes for combs right Mm -hmm. And and brush it through and look how dirty that that brand new brush is. It they're filthy and the hairs will come out like it'll blow your mind. We know about T bars and all the other applicators, so you're right. You, you know, um, make sure you get the applicator, the proper applicator. Every applicator leaves a signature on the floor, so you, you know matching the applicator to the job if you can. You may not know which one it is, whoever did the work before, uh, but um, if you can at all, make sure you do that as well. Yeah. And then you want to start in the middle and fan yourself out in both directions, right? Uh, unless there's more. Uh, but again, if you if you put the coat on and you know it was like you rolled it on, for instance, and you know that it's going on pretty heavy, if you go back with a thin coat, you're likely going to see the difference there. Uh, oftentimes, I would I would tape off a big area where I could just run the roller over it. You know what I mean? And then and then. Then as it dried, then then pull the, the tape out of there. But before I pull the tape out, you let it get a hard edge on it so the finish didn't roll over. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 So uh, if you're, you're doing gonna multiple coats. You're going to babysit the tape a little bit. You yep. don't want it yep. completely hard, but you don't want it still wet. You want it just as it's flashed over. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, again, if you're doing multiple coats, um, Hair dryer, heat gun is a great way to go. Um, but uh, you know, 
give yourself some patience too, man, because sometimes you're just going to have to have to, you know, give it several hours, go to lunch, come back or whatever. Uh, but, you know, as they say, you know, act like you've been there before, you know what I mean? And, and instill some confidence in the homeowner. But one way you can do that is by showing up with the, putting, putting down the nice blanket down first, getting your toolbox that's very professional looking, that has all the things we talked about earlier, all the paints, the little brushes, all the little nib files, the razors, all these different things. Um, and, um, you know, make it look like you you know what you're doing and then bring patience to the job. And then uh, if you got to wait put, before you put that other coat on, for heaven's sakes, give it time or else you're just going to, it's a never ending problem. Uh, so have patience when you're doing it. Um, if you're going to use a brush, make sure it's a, a good high quality brush and not a cheap throwaway. And by the way, if you do have a good high quality brush and you lose the jacket, just throw the brush away. I mean, that jacket is as important as any part of that brush. And uh, so uh, we used to clean them out with uh, like Dawn soap and water and whatever. I, I take a spinner. You ever use those, Rob, by the way? Um, the yeah. spinners for yeah. spinning out the brushes and your roller covers and stuff. They're a lifesaver. And mm -hmm. then put it back in the jacket real nice and save that brush. Uh, we don't use brushes anymore like we used to, but on certain occasions, we certainly, uh, they come in handy. It's so, in your toolkit. It's in your repair kit. Yep. Um, thousand grit sandpaper, twelve hundred grit sandpaper. If it it ends up being a little bit too shiny, you can um, you can take the sandpaper and kind of comb it back one direction, and sometimes we'll take take the sheen down for you. You know, just going one direction. Uh, or white polishing pad will do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. You can get yep. uh, really aggressive with a white polishing pad to change a sheen without yeah. scratching the floor up. And and I would suggest uh, maybe practicing that first. So you know kind of what it's going to do, what it's going to look like before you get to the job. You know, on another maybe like 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 in your own home somewhere in a corner. You know what I mean? And you take that polishing mm -hmm. pad and really, really, you know, aggressively uh, hit it and see what it's going to do. Uh, not a bad idea. Also uh automotive compounds. I mean, can really uh, change the sheen level and get you out of a jam. I was uh, at a convention one day and everybody was running around the place going nuts that this, there was a guy there doing the automotive compound thing. I just, I didn't see name. it. I didn't see I just, it. Kenny Ivanko was the guy's name. I'm glad to be able to give him credit for that. I believe he's out of North Carolina. Pretty sure he's out of North Carolina. Uh, he did a demonstration one time doing just that, um, and he did a really good job. And it was really amazing how much. Is they he a can floor guy? Hey, he's a damn good floor guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, down in North Carolina. So what did he yeah. do? So he he took where the automotive compounds compounds, and he he, he was able to show you how you put out about a uh, amount as big as a, a toothpaste, like a little line, you know, three inch line or whatever. Took the uh, white polishing pad and then um, demonstrated how you could really sheen up an area on a repair, right? Without breaking into the, you know what I mean? Just kind of bring the sheen yeah. level back up. And um, did a really nice job. So the automotive compounds is that there's certain things that you like to say we don't leave home without, man. You, I cannot say enough about that fine saw, man. Uh, that fine saw is just one of the best tools ever made. Um, 
Festool. By the way, Festool's on back order right now. I don't know what date it is today, but like all their sanders are on back order, man. Like there's like 150 of them on back order that somebody told me. But anyhow, Festool makes great saw. The tracks, the Festool tracks are incredible. Uh, when you're doing repairs like this, Transtint, even for this repair, man, Transtint is a lifesaver. When someone pulls the tape across the floor and pulls the finish off it, what I recognized one time, and this took me, I mean, it took me years before I finally figured this out, is I'm, if I, and if I'm trying to match an old, an old existing finish, you know, let's it's, it's, say it's got a golden brown type of stain and it's got, you know, existing polyurethane on it, and I had to match the existing floor. It took me for a long time to realize that, you know, I can match the stain color sometimes, you know, sometimes I can't, but there are times when you can match the stain color. What I wasn't, what I, what took me so long to figure out is what I wasn't able to match was the amberness of the finish. And that was the difference maker. It wasn't until I really dialed in and transed in and got, you know, figured how, how it works with the finishes that that's a game changer, man. I honestly feel like, I don't want to be cocky here, but I, I feel like if you, if, you don't want to be cocky. No, no, no. The, the floor guys don't like that, man. When you, they will find the floor guys find a way to get back at you if you get too cocky. I am, but so, but I feel like if I'm trying to match something, as long as my, my stain color is lighter than what I'm trying to match, I can pretty much match anything. Gosh, I, you know, I'm going to tailor that. I mean, I know right now guys go, oh, yeah, you match anything. But, but I can, can match, you can match anything. You heard it I can here. get. You can get damn close. I'm going to say you generally, people can get damn close by adding trans tint. If they can get close with the stain color, and as long as your floor is lighter than what you're trying to match, trans tint, freaking lifesaver, man. Yeah, trans tint uh, is so an amazing product. Absolutely. For uh, your we, repairs? We pull so that much. at all the schools. We show everybody, you know, before you do a resand on something, just because maybe it's not dark enough. And rather than do a whole resand to get the right color, man, trans tint's a lifesaver. And that's one of the that's one of the things that we show uh, at the schools is mixing trans tint colors. You know, colors is everything now. Trans tint, yeah. the super sport paints, um, the intense seal for that product for trans tint and the paints. Yeah. You just can't beat that. I mean, they just no. go together perfectly. I mean yep. perfectly. So it's a yeah. lifesaver and it's a, it's, it's fun too. It's fun when we do it at the schools because once you start putting down the Nordic seal and natural seal, now everybody's ready for pulling trans tent where before nobody, nobody knew how to pull a trans tent type product. You know, I mean, there were issues. The other thing you got to watch about trans tent, man, you spill a quart of that. And I think that's what they used to, Color of the river in Chicago green is trans tint. A couple quarts. That's about it. That it stuff only is takes potent. two ounces. Yeah. So we should say we should say while we're at this then that we don't want to be cavalier about this because trans tint can be difficult to work with. Uh, just a few drops per gallon makes a dramatic difference. You don't ever want to yeah. spill it on anything because God help you getting it back off. But it absolutely is a don't leave home type of product for me. And um, for doing small Trans repairs like this, intense deal is, yeah, just an amazing combination. All right, did we leave anything out? I think not. No, nah, I think we're uh, at forty-five minutes. Yeah. Okay. 
So pulling the hair out of a finish. Um, I think we only two it. floor guys can talk about pulling the hair out of the finish for forty-five minutes. Yes, I wanted to get into uh, even pouring the finish from the from the from the from the, from the uh, bucket to the floor, but that's another topic. Okay, Rob, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Uh, this has been another episode of On the Floor with Wayne and Rob. Please do stay tuned for another episode.